My homophobic father demands a male nurse and gets a flamboyant male nurse for his surgery instead. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. This took place in the 70s, in a much different time. My father was an ex-military, macho, 6'4 police officer in California when I was a kid. He was also a sexist homophobe who would yell at the TV about genderbender movies and gays taking over the world. I cannot stress to you enough how much he hated gay people. He had to have emergency surgery on his gallbladder. At this time, this was a much more involved process than it is today. The rest of this story was told to me by my mom because I had to wait outside with my grandma when this happened. They had to put a catheter in right before the process, and my father was uncomfortable having a female nurse do it, so he requested a male nurse. A few moments later, the most flamboyant gay nurse, or at least he was putting on a show to make my father uncomfortable, burst into the room and in a loud voice announces, So, you want a male nurse, do you? Well, I can fix you up. My mom said the look on my father's face was pure horror, but he was in utter shock and allowed the nurse to put in the tube. He never spoke of it, but my mom would laugh about it even years later. On a side note, my oldest daughter came out as gay, but as you can imagine, didn't want to tell her grandpa for years. It finally came to the point where she was comfortable, and he rejected her, and I basically told him he was out of my life. He came by in tears and apologized to her for all the negative things he'd said over the years. He completely changed who he was after, and is now a part of my life again. He continues to make an effort to be a better person, even to this day. It is sad that it took losing his family to change him. But change he did, and for the better. Sometimes jerks can learn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I really like this story overall. Our jerk in this story got put in a really uncomfortable situation for his personal preference. And it's quite funny as a result. Also, he did make the change later on. As our original poster said, it was a different time. Not that that's any excuse for treating people differently. But he's learned his lesson and has seen the error of his ways. At the end of the day, that's all we can really ask for, right? My manager docked me a half a day's pay for leaving 15 minutes early to see my dying father-in-law. In my last job, when I started, I would log in as soon as I got there, and if I had anything to finish, I would do it before I left. I didn't mind, as I'm a team player. This resulted in me doing 20 to 30 minutes a day unpaid, but I liked the company and liked a clear desk. Fast forward two years and my father-in-law was terminally ill. We got a call from the hospital telling us we had to get their ASAP, as he didn't have long left. I told my manager and left at 3.45. Core hours were 10 to 4. The next month, my pay was docked for half a day. I had already made two hours extra unpaid that week, but they told me they couldn't make exceptions and the extra I did was my own decision. 
Alrighty then. I came in on the dot and left on the dot. I did this for five years. I worked to the letter of my contracted hours. My manager was talking to a new starter and in my earshot, she told him she hated clock watchers who left on the dot as this doesn't show company loyalty. I leaned over and replied, loyalty works both ways and being docked half a day's pay for attending the deathbed of a beloved family member when I'd already done more than my weekly hours was cruel and unfeeling. So I showed the company the same level of compassion they showed me. After all, rules are rules and exceptions cannot be made. The new starter started on the dot and left on the dot, as did the whole staff. I dread to think how many extra hours they lost over the whole department over the next few years. But hey, the jerks brought it on themselves. Yeah, I feel like our original poster said it best here. Loyalty works both ways. If you want your employees to work hard and take care of your company, you need to work hard and take care of your employees. Cutting a half-stay pay for them to go see a family member in the hospital is a very low blow, especially when they only left 15 minutes early and have a habit of working extra anyway. You're talking about how you don't like clock watchers, but you're penny-pinching on your side. You saw an opportunity to save some money and you took it, despite the human factor. And that's really just a gross move. It shows a complete lack of caring for your employee. So you can't be surprised when your employee turns around and stops caring about the company. Management makes a new rule that all tattoos must be covered. Well, if you insist. I worked in a nursing home about 10 years ago as a resident nurse on night shift. I had two small upper forearm tattoos that were just taxed upon hire, but usually wore a jacket to cover them. Was never an issue if I had my jacket off. It always struck up a conversation about my ink and the meaning behind it. One day, the director of nursing announced that all tattoos must be covered at all times, as to not offend the residents or visitors. Okay, I worked at night with patients who had some memory issues, so sure. Whatever, don't want to offend anyone. So towards the end of my shift, I remembered the new rule. Management would be in soon. I took two large pieces of silk tape and covered my tattoos to prove the point. Management, noticing the tape on each forearm, Original poster, what happened to your arms? Oh, well, you guys made that new rule that all tattoos must be covered. So I covered mine. Oh, I didn't know you had tattoos. My point exactly. You noticed the tape, yet never noticed my ink. Soon after, the rule was thrown out. I feel like this one kind of relates to our previous story and just that it's a different time now. Tattoos are generally accepted. Lots of people have them, and they can mean a wide variety of things. There's no reason to get offended just because someone has a tattoo. It's kind of a stupid way of thinking. My company tried to hold me accountable for a five cent overage on an expense. This one happened a few years ago when I worked in corporate for a large sub-chain that has currently seen better days. They had purchased a taco concept and part of my job consisted of going around the country to help open up these new restaurants. Now, this sub-chain is not known for corporate luxuries, so I didn't bat an eye at the daily food expense allowance when traveling, which was $42 per day broken out by meal. Breakfast, $8. Lunch, $14. Dinner, $20. So you couldn't even skimp on breakfast and lunch to get yourself an alright meal. But okay, I usually stayed in hotels that had a complimentary breakfast buffet and I often skip lunch and work straight through the day. So my expenses were regularly less than $20 per day. Now comes the problem. When during one of these trips my dinner came out to be $20.05. 
before a cash tip, mind you, that I paid out of my own pocket and didn't expense. I didn't think much of it, because, hey, it's a nickel, and I didn't go over my daily spending allotment. Cut to the end of the month after submitting my expense report, I get a call from accounting that went like this. I'm looking at your July expenses? Um, how did you want to handle this? Um, I did handle it. I submitted. No, you went over on one of your dinners. Would you like to send payment in or have it taken from your payroll? I'm sorry, what total are we talking about? You spent $20.05 on dinner XYZ, which is a five cent overage. Okay, so I owe five cents? Yes. You can take that out of my payroll, but please do it over the next five pay periods. I'd like to split up the payments for budgeting purposes. Are you serious? Are you? Following her true nature, she took a penny out of the next five checks. And I made a point of spending as close to $42 a day as humanly possible for every other trip I ever took with that company. What is it with the corporate penny pinchers today? Corporate never understands how their employees give so much immeasurable effort to the job, yet they can measure something like this, being five cents, that you owe them, and you best believe they're gonna collect. It's really disgusting behavior. And you know that decisions to follow up on stuff like this comes from the higher ups who are already probably making six figures a year. Just get a life. My sister told our parents the real reason she doesn't want to have kids, and now they're coming after me for it. I always knew I didn't want to have kids. I don't have any specific reason for not wanting children, I just lack the desire, and I strongly believe that the question should be, why do you want kids, instead of why don't you want kids? My older sister, Sadie, was very vocal about wanting to have children in her early 20s, but now that she's in her late 20s, she's changed her mind. Our parents never liked that I don't want kids, but they didn't care much about it either, since they knew Sadie will give them grandchildren. But now that Sadie changed her mind, they're panicking. They invited us both over to dinner, then confronted us on why we don't want to have children, and demanded a reason. I told them I just simply lacked the desire, and I expected Sadie to do the same. But instead, she threw me under the bus. She decided to perpetuate the child-free stereotype and said that she's too lazy and selfish to have children. She doesn't want to start her mornings with making breakfast, getting the kids ready, and taking them to school. She's just too lazy for that and doesn't want to give up her nice vacations and hobbies. Thanks to her, now our parents are bugging me too and believe I'm a selfish, lazy person. I told Sadie she was wrong for telling our parents that's her reason, and she should have thought about me before opening her mouth. Sadie said she has every right to tell our parents whatever she wants, and it's not her fault that they are the way they are, and that I can't stand up for myself. Am I the jerk here? I have to say I feel like I kind of agree with Sadie here. She's entitled to say whatever she wants to her parents. If that's her reason and she wants to be perfectly honest with them and tell them that, then that's fine. It's your parents that are being the jerks by coming after you about this and assuming that your reasons are the same. You do need to stand up for yourself. Face your parents and try to get them to understand that your reasoning is different. Also, having children just because your parents want you to isn't a good reason either. So them sitting down and asking, why don't you want children? The turnaround would be, well, if we do have children, it's only because you want us to, which isn't a good reason either. Unfortunately, you guys are just aimed at each other right now, instead of directing this at your parents who are the ones that need to be addressed.
My financially irresponsible aunt is insisting that I share the inheritance I got from my mother with her. I, 25-year-old female, recently lost my mother to cancer. Me and my brother, 35-year-old male, are her only children. For the past seven years, I've been staying in an apartment my mother bought. She always told me that when she died, she wanted me to have it because she worked so hard to ensure I always had somewhere to live. So, when she died, she left me the apartment in the will. My brother has no issue with this. He makes more than enough of his own money, and actually owns an apartment in the same building. However, my aunts, A and B, have an issue with this. A has had money issues for as long as I've known her, and my mother was always helping her out with money when she was alive. B is financially stable, but in no position to help A. They both think that since I make enough money to be able to rent a place, I should let A stay in the apartment and rent my own, because that's what my mother would have wanted. I said no, stating that my mother wanted me to have a place of my own. I'm currently saving all the money I would have used on rent and intend to buy my own house when I have enough saved. When I said no, they then suggested that I should share some of the money my mother left me with them. She had two life insurance policies, both of which went only to my brother and I. She also left us the house and her car. Basically, everything was split between my brother and I and no one else got anything. My aunt feels that this was wrong and that they, especially A, deserve some of the money. My brother blocked them on all platforms when they asked this of him and suggests I do the same, but I feel guilty about cutting off my family. But I also feel strongly that if my mother wanted them to get money, she would have left them something. Thing, but she didn't. She chose to leave everything to my brother and I. My aunts are saying that my mother did that because she assumed we would share. But I knew my mother. She would have told me if she wanted me to do that. All she said was that she wanted to die knowing that me and my brother would be able to support ourselves. So am I the jerk for not giving money to A or allowing A to stay in my apartment? I always hate hearing stories like this. Someone dies and everyone starts fighting over the money left behind. The whole point of the will is for it to lay out what that person wants done after they die. They chose to leave everything to their children. I'm sorry to your aunt, but it seems like your mother wanted to make sure that you guys were taken care of first and foremost. And no one can really blame her for putting her children first. It sounds like she supported Aunt A through a good portion of her life. And maybe she's felt that she's done enough in that department. And it's more important to make sure that her own kids are taken care of. It really sucks that you guys have to have this issue. But yeah, if this is what it's going to come to, maybe you need to cut them out. The fact that they're being so insistent on the money is kind of gross. I told my mom I don't have to be loyal to my stepsister just because I am to my sister. My mom married Jason two years ago. My sister and stepsister were both 13-year-old females and I was a 14-year-old male. Dad went MIA when my sister and I were babies. Mom's had a few relationships since then, but Jason is the first husband she's had. Jason's daughter is Riley. Riley's mom abandoned her when she was a baby, too. Her mom died at some point, but she only found out in November. She'd never met her mom, but it was hard on her. Ever since Riley found out her mom was dead, my mom has been trying to get her more friends in school. She has friends outside of school, but none actually in school. She wanted my sister to invite Riley into her friendship group, and my sister said no. Riley and my sister do not like each other. From the first time we met her, the two of them have had their issues. It bothers mom that my sister won't let it drop. It started to get seriously tense between my mom and my sister, mostly because my sister was hanging 
hanging out with her friends one day and my mom asked them if Riley could join. This was outside of school. And my sister's friends said no since Riley isn't their friend and because my sister doesn't like her. Mom said my sister didn't mind. My sister said she did mind and would rather stay alone in her room than hang out with Riley. Mom told her she was turning into a real bully and Riley was her sister and she should be trying to help her through her difficult time. My sister told mom they didn't like each other and didn't care about each other. So why would either of them want to help the other? When my sister and I still hung out together after that incident, mom pulled me up and said I should be blasting my sister and including Riley more. That I should be showing Riley that loyalty I showed to my sister. I laughed and asked her why she thought I had loyalty for Riley. Mom said, of course I do, because we're family and she's my younger sister now. And how could I not be loyal to her? And that I've always been loyal to my sister. I told mom because my sister and I are siblings, close siblings, as well as friends, and I love her. And that I don't have to be loyal to Riley just because I'm loyal to my sister. I told her Riley might be like a daughter to her now, but she's not like a sister to me. She told me I was saying horrible things and I should be better than this. I told her to ask Riley if she's an only child or has siblings. Mom said Riley would of course answer that she has siblings. Newsflash, she doesn't. But Mom and Jason like to ignore this and act like Riley was so desperate to be siblings with us. Mom told me I should be loyal to both sisters, but especially to the one who needs me most right now, Riley in her eyes. She told me I was not being a good big brother and I should be ashamed of myself for dismissing Riley the way I do. Am I the jerk? When it comes down to it, you can't make them like each other. That's something that they need to decide to do on their own. I'm sure it's hard just having to accept someone as family immediately, especially when there seems to be tension there. I want to say for the perfect happy ending, give it a shot and try and make something happen to improve the relationship. But at the same time, I understand if you don't want to do that. I feel like it's just kind of a tough situation for everyone involved. I called out my husband's brother for being the lying jerk that he is. My husband's older brother Tom is married to Valerie. Valerie has an 8 year old daughter who Tom adopted last year. Valerie and Tom are expecting another baby together. Their daughter had suggestions for names for her baby brother or sister, namely names that were nature themed. Ren. Dove, Lark, River, Hawthorne, Forest, Cove, Ocean. My name was actually among one she suggested. My own brother has a bird name along with me. Tom proceeded to tell their daughter that those weren't real names and that I had always disliked and hated my name and that they didn't want their little baby to be the same. He said this in front of me and my husband. My husband thought he was crazy and told him I never said that. Tom glared at my husband. Then his daughter asked me if I hated my name and I said I didn't. Valerie said it didn't really matter what I thought, but they didn't want their kid to have a weird name and she told their daughter they wanted the baby to have a lovely name like she has. Their daughter said she liked my name better and didn't think her name was nice. My husband and Tom's parents were like, let's not insult other people's names when Tom and Valerie started to protest and reminded them that they were in the presence of someone with one of the so called ridiculous names. Fast forward on a couple of hours and Tom came over and told me I needed to tell his daughter that names like mine don't work on people and that I want her to stop wanting a sibling called that and start embracing her name and the name they will give her future sibling. He told me just because I wanted to live like a freak with a weird name didn't mean he wanted that for his kids. I told him he was a lying jerk for putting words in my mouth and expecting me to do the same. I told him nobody said he needed to like my name, but to insult it 
it to insult me and then ask me to lie for him was unbelievable. I told him I didn't need to lie for him and wouldn't and to get out of my face. My husband and I left almost immediately after, apologizing for abruptly leaving to my in-laws and our niece. Tom called my husband after and said his daughter could have heard and I was a jerk for saying what I did to him when she was in the house. My husband disagrees, but I do wonder if I went too far. Am I the jerk? This feels like one of those overreacting parent situations. Your kid likes unconventional nature-themed names. There's nothing wrong with that. I understand it might be a little difficult to have this conversation with your child and disappoint them that that's not a name that you're going to go for, just because it's not something that you like. But to insult someone and call them a freak when they have nothing to do with this situation is just a straight-up jerk move. She didn't ask to be dragged into this. It's not her fault that your daughter likes her name. You're the one that needs to figure out how to disappoint your daughter. Don't turn around and blame someone who didn't ask to be involved in this situation at all. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.